Welcome to the Yes, Young Enough to Serve podcast. Here we'll share stories of adults over 55 making a difference and making disciples. I'm Ryan Marcella, and here's our host, Judy Papineau-Wick. Hi, this is Judy, and I am so excited to be back in the podcast saddle. I kind of took a sabbatical and feel like there's no better time now than to relaunch uh, the Yes podcast. There are so many stories out there of adults serving Jesus full throttle, and we just need to share those stories with you, and we want to keep hearing stories. So um, we hope that you really enjoy this podcast and are ministered to by the, uh, the speakers that we have. One of the joys of having four adult children is that Wes and I have been the benefactors of their friends. And so I know this is probably like every kid's nightmare, but anyway, we love our kids' friends and to feel like, okay, now some of them we call our friends has just been so exciting. So Ryan Marcella is one of those young men. He roomed with our youngest son, Jeremy, um, at, uh, at college and, um, and one conversation Wes and I had with Jeremy, we said, do you think Ryan would, uh, would he be a good candidate for the yes board? And Jeremy just said, oh, mom and dad, if you can get Ryan Marcella on your, on the yes board, that would be such a gift. Well, anyway, to make a long story short, Ryan is actually here in studio today and by in studio, I mean at my kitchen farm table. So we're here uh, safely distancing and launching our first podcast. So Ryan Marcella, it's wonderful having you on our board and in our home and welcome. Thank you, Judy. It's been amazing to be here and you're so hospitable and it's your home is in the middle of nowhere. I mean, in the middle of the forest. <laughs> and it is gorgeous. So I, I wish the podcast listeners could see a picture maybe of the beauty surrounding us in God's glory that it's just completely amazing. Oh. So it's good to be here. Well, thank you, Ryan. And I would say that that's one thing uh, since we've uh, we've been quarantined a little bit that it is a haven uh, a haven of a place encircled by the redwoods so we do real uh, really feel blessed so Ryan you just turned 30 and I'm sure people are thinking hmm now what would make a 30 year old young man uh, and by the way doesn't that sound younger all the time okay moving right along what would make a 30 year old man say yes to yes to being on the board at Yes, Young Enough to Serve. So what, what, uh, what made you say yes to this ministry, Ryan? Right. Well, there's the obvious connection with Jeremy, with, with your son, and we were roommate, roommates for years. So there is a connection there, but I've always had a passion for, for older people and, um, I've been personally affected by so many older people in my life. It's hard to even imagine a church or a world or an upbringing for me without those older influences. Um, I wouldn't be the man that I am today if it weren't for 
older people investing mm. in my life. Mm. So the, the fact that intergenerational intergen- ministry isn't a reality in all churches is, it just amazes me, and it's something we should all strive towards. Because in my life, I mean, the biggest impact did not come from my peers Mm. Uh, the biggest impact came from the older men specifically who took some time out of their day, out of their week to invest in my spiritual life. I love it. Obviously, that's the heartbeat of yes. So you speak our language and now you're part of it. So just love it. Um, is there like a particular story of an older adult that uh, you feel like really has made an impact on your life? Absolutely. Well, there's, there's two. There's two people that I could mention right now. First, I would love to mention my mom. And she has been so devoted, so dedicated to Jesus uh, since I was zero years old. <laughs> and that's something I learned from my mom growing up, that it's so important to pray, and, and it's so important to, to be dedicated to Jesus. And she always taught me that priority by example. Mm. Uh, but I have to mention Dr. Michael Wright. And I met Michael a few years back. He started attending our church. He's a retired pastor. He was a pastor for decades and he's a double PhD, and he's a remarkably intelligent mm. man. And he started attending our church, which um, is called Orangeburg Baptist Church, and we're located in Modesto. And he started attending our church, and he was the most encouraging man. Mm. Um, I'm the worship leader at the church, so every time, almost at every service, he would walk up to me after service and say, Ryan, you do such a great job up there and just encouraged me and, and said words that actually meant something. They weren't empty words of encouragement. Well, anyways, over the years, um, we would trade hugs and kind words, but recently in the last three months or so, he invited me to pray over the phone with him Mm. and I took him up on that offer. And so he called and we prayed for about an hour over the phone. And I mean, I mean, we just, we prayed. We prayed for everything. Wow. Family, church. Um, and, and he's the kind of guy that you really can spill your heart out to. Mm. And there's no judgment. Mm-hmm. And there's no pretense. He just really wants to listen. And he loves you. So, so we did that. We prayed for about an hour. And uh, it was one of the most relaxing, um, just what's that word I'm looking for? It it brought so much, uh, peace into Mm. my busy life at the time. It was just like, after that conversation, oh, it was just, wow. I felt revitalized, you know? And, and so I told Michael, we have to do this more. We have to do this. Can we do it every week? And he said, yeah, let's do it every week. So on Tuesdays at 9 a.m., Michael will call me and we'll pray for about an hour for our church, for our families, 
um, for everything and nothing's off limits. There's no judgment, Mm. but I can really spill my heart out to this guy and he can spill his heart out to me. And we just honestly go to the Lord together. And it's this beautiful picture of two generations. And, and I didn't see it like that at first. I just, I mean, I benefited from him. You know, he's amazing. He can, he's been mentoring me and, um, it's been incredible, but I just see in that such a picture of what the church should be. Right. And, and yeah, we'll talk about more of that later, but, but I've just benefited so much mm. from his love and, and his genuine desire to invest in me and to pray with me and to seek the Lord together. It's just incredible. And I have no doubt that Dr. Mike must feel so blessed and humbled that you, as a young man, that you asked if you could keep doing that and that he gets to do that. I mean, how how fun for him to be able to look forward to that on Tuesday mornings and how rich for both of you. So I absolutely love that. And I failed to mention that um, something was super important, and that is that, uh, Ryan, you have a gorgeous wife. Yes. Hillary and a little little stud muffin, little two-year-old Josiah. And how cool that Josiah will be raised in a family that understands the importance of this connecting these generations, you know? He's gonna have he's gonna have lots of grandpas. (laughs) Yes. It's it's amazing. We live about a quarter mile from my wife Hillary's grandparents and parents and sister. So <laughs> we've got the whole, we call it the compound. Uh-huh. <laughs> we, we're <laughs> all it. so close to each other. Mm. And and with COVID, it's been pretty difficult to to take advantage of that. But, but wow, what a blessing to all be near each other and to celebrate moments and holidays together. And uh, it's so... I mean, it's natural, you know, we've got grandpa, we got grandma, we got great grandma. It's incredible. We're so blessed. We do not take it it for granted. Yeah. Yeah. That is such a blessing this day and age for sure. Yes. So, um, so Ryan, in your church ministry, um, do you feel like, um, ageism has creeped into your church at all? And if it, if it has, like, how have you, um, how have you handled that? Yeah, it really does exist. And it's a little bit more subtle than you would think. And I think it would exist in almost every church, sadly. Um, and it, it goes in both directions from mm-hmm. younger to older and from older to younger. And in our church specifically, it, it rears its ugly head when, members discuss the future of the church and uh, the state of the church, whether we're growing or whether we're dying, Mm -hmm. for lack of a better word. And it's such an interesting conversation to be a part of. And um, from my experience, Generation X, which is like 39 to 54, they believe that the church needs to grow younger and in a lot of my conversations with this, this age group, this generation, they believe that the church needs to be cooler. 
and therefore, if we're cooler, we'll attract more young families. And the baby boomers, they're not a fan of that, that ideology because they believe that that would mean the loss of everything they know and love about church and ministry. You know, a good, an easy way to think of that is, is introducing the new songs versus um, singing the old hymns, mm-hmm. which as the worship leader, I'm, I'm dealing with that tension every week. <laughs> and I firmly believe that we should be singing hymns, but that's another story. But now, excuse me, just a second. Yeah. And that's just interesting because I just want our listeners to be reminded that was coming from the lips of a thirty-year-old man. I just wanted to say that. Yeah, we we sing at least one hymn a week minimum. Sometimes it's all hymns, and I love those Sundays because my job, I believe, as a worship leader, is for the church to worship to 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 lead and to engage and to um, equip the church to worship. And the best way to measure that is, are they singing or are they not singing? Or are they singing loudly and together? Or are they not singing loudly and Mm -hmm. together? And the Sundays when I can hear them loud and clear are the Sundays we sing Amazing Grace and the Old Rugged Cross and how great thou art. And, uh, I mean, I could go down the list, but we sing about 30 or 40 hymns and, and they're our favorites. Hmm. So I think for a church that embraces intergenerational ministry, which we have a lot of work to do on that, I think one of the fruits of that is singing songs that, um, that aren't boxed in by generation. Mm-hmm. Um, the priority becomes theology, the priority becomes um, unity, and less about coolness, um, or less about losing something that you used to love, in the case of um, baby boomers, or older. You know, some of them, they want to sing their favorite song from when they were 20, mm-hmm. or whatever. And then the young person wants to sing the newest song that just came out. But really, once you get past that, because that's not the important thing. The important thing is being together and singing truth and worshiping God. Right, right. And once you get past the me, me, me part, you really enter into this this picture of intergenerational ministry and unity and worship that really you see in the Bible and that we should be striving for. But I wanted to tell a story. Please. Yeah, (laughs) because, and I told this story, you've heard it, but about a year ago, my, my church, we finished the first phase of our sanctuary remodel. So we're, we were replacing pews with chairs. We were painting the walls we were taking down curtains, old curtains, and replacing them with um, just a nice painted wall. So we were doing all of this, this sanctuary remodel work. And like with most churches who are remodeling, there's some budget issues. So we couldn't do everything we wanted to do. 
especially with audio. So we couldn't make some audio improvements, so the room actually ended up with a lot more echo. So the, the week after we introduced the new remodeled sanctuary, there was more issues with audio than before. Um, lots of natural reverb, uh -huh. basically. But one of our primary sound techs, he's, he's the main sound tech, best sound tech that we have. He's awesome. Well, he gets the majority of complaints whenever there are complaints because he's in charge of the audio. Sure. So, uh, so because of this, this issue with echo, he was getting a lot of complaints and those complaints came specifically from a certain Sunday school class. And, uh, and I can't blame Caleb for feeling overwhelmed because he was always just, he was serving, he's a volunteer mm -hmm. and he's doing his best. Um, and he felt kind of overwhelmed that people would just constantly complain to him. Uh -huh. And I know he was trying his best to serve, but, um, a few months ago, a couple ladies from that Sunday school approached me as the worship leader and, and they were really distraught that they, they, they seemed like something was weighing heavily on their heart. So they approached me and said, Ryan, can we sit down and can we talk together? And we did. And the first thing they did was they prayed with me and they said, Lord, we, we don't want to cause division. Um, we, we know that this is your church, but we are really hurt right now. So, you know, they prayed that and I'm like, oh man, what is about to happen? <laughs> you know, uh, but they asked me to sit down. We prayed and they started bringing up their issues with sound levels, with volume in the church service namely the music being too loud for mm -hmm. them. Well, in this case, it was really that the room was too echoey. So in order for people to hear Caleb, the sound guy, I had to turn the volume up. And because of the echo, it sounded a lot louder than it was because it was reverberating. So it's a problem and, and we're trying to fix that, but that's another issue. But here's what happened with these ladies and Caleb when they came to Caleb and, and brought their concerns to him. They said, Caleb, um, this, the sound is just too loud. We, it's hurting our ears. And Caleb said, well, that's too bad because we're not here for you. We are here for the younger generation. Now, wow. now Caleb is, 35. He just turned 35. He's one of my best friends, actually. And he's a blue collar worker, great at running sound. It's not his job, but he does a professional job uh -huh. whenever he's on the board. Um, I, I don't blame him for being overwhelmed here. And I know the reason why he said what he said is because he is believing a false narrative about how the church can grow mm. or better put what God's best for this church is to grow. Mm -hmm. I listened to these two, two ladies um, speak to me and their complaints. And I told them, I hear you and I'll, I'll try my best to, to work with Caleb and, and remedy the problem and, and maybe even find a compromise. Well, here's the thing. First of all, they were appreciative that I, that I even listened to them mm -hmm. instead of just kind of 
lashing out at them Mm -hmm. because there's this false dichotomy here and it's it's young versus old in a lot of churches. Right. And you'll see that in the way a lot of bigger churches even organize their services. We've got the young people service and you've got the old people service. This service has hymns, this service has the new songs. Um, and ultimately, these ladies were just grateful for someone to listen to them. And that's mm. all I did. I didn't promise them that, that I would do anything with the sound. I just said right. that I'll, I'll try my best to figure out a solution and, and we'll try to make a compromise. But ultimately this conversation, it broke my heart because these both parties, both the ladies and Caleb believed that our church's biggest obstacle, our church's biggest hurdle was generational. The problem for the old people, and I, I do that in quotes, problem for the old people are the young people and the problem for the old the young people are the old people Mm. right we have to um we have to get more young people that that's that's the solution right or the old people think well you know we just need more old hymns we need we need to bring back what was and that's a false narrative that i don't think everyone believes and Mm. i i certainly don't think is true but both, both of these parties bought into this lie. And I think the first step to solving this problem, because I believe the goal for every church should be intergenerational ministry. I believe the first step to solving this problem is humility and being humble enough to say that preference is not the important thing here. It is about the future of the church mm-hmm. and it is about God's glory. So what can I give up for the sake of God's kingdom? And because it's not a preference thing, it's also, what does the Bible tell us to do? Right. What does God call us to do? Well, God doesn't necessarily call us to sing the new Hillsong song on Sundays, and he doesn't necessarily call us to sing um, Just a Closer Walk with Thee every month. But we could do those things. But that's not the important thing. The important thing is that we worship God together, no matter how old or young we are. And when you see that dynamic played out, when you see an 80-year-old and a 30-year-old, like in my situation, Mm. pray together every single Tuesday, you really start to see God move in hearts and and through believers. So I do believe that um, that's a personal call to me to to uh, invest hmm. in that and not to invest in what's cool or hip or in this false narrative that we need to be like the mega church down the road in order to fulfill God's mission because it, it's just not true and it's hmm. not biblical. Ryan, thank you so much. Thank you for just sharing from your heart. I I think there might be some listeners out there that might say, I want him for a worship leader. (laughs) Uh, Just that spirit of humility. And uh, again, it's not, it's not the genre of the, of the worship uh, music. Uh, It's, it's the heart. Absolutely. And I absolutely love that. So I think those of you that are listening can see why Wes and I feel 
beyond blessed to have Ryan um, part of our team um, on our Yes board and now um, uh, helping me with these podcasts. I think that we've got some exciting days ahead. There'll be sometimes that Ryan and I together will interview a guest or guests and sometimes... Um, uh, we'll do it uh, individually, but we're really excited about this new uh, relaunch and this platform, and we just really appreciate your prayers that God will use this podcast to share stories, to inspire people to be more proactive in their faith and in sharing Christ. So, Ryan, in closing, can I just have you say a prayer for our listeners today? Yeah, absolutely. Father, we thank you for every person who's listening to this podcast right now, whether they're driving in their car or washing dishes or whether they're on their treadmill. Father, bless them and their families, um, Lord, not in a material way, but in a spiritual way. I pray that they would uh, have a passion that comes straight from you to make a difference for your kingdom. Mm. And Lord, we pray that a boldness, a spirit of boldness, and a spirit of humility would be upon them to, Lord, be faithful and obedient for the next step. Lord, not to be overwhelmed, but Lord, just to be obedient in what you have called them to do next, whether that be to pick up their Bible right now, or whether that be to call someone that they haven't spoken to in a long time and just encourage them in the Lord, mm. whatever that may be. Help them to be obedient. And Lord, we, we pray that as Christians, Lord, that we would not just settle for life in the flesh, but Lord, that we would live by the Spirit and in the Spirit. Lord, that we would live for your glory. So, Lord, we pray that this uh, podcast would be used for your glory and for uh, the expansion of your kingdom, for your, uh, for your wonderful will and purposes. And we're so grateful and humbled that you would use us and save us. Mm. So we worship you. We praise you in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Well, thanks for joining us today. For more information about Yes and to find this episode's show notes, you can visit us online at yestoserve.org. Also, if this podcast was helpful or encouraging to you, please share it on social. And if you would be so kind, please leave a rating and review. And if you're not yet a subscriber, I don't know about you, but I only listen to the podcasts I'm subscribed to. So hit subscribe. It's absolutely free. Thanks for joining us today. We'll see you next time.